0: A time in every superfan's life that he will find himself with no choice but to capture the hosts of his favorite podcast. <laughs> it's only natural, a natural law, even. To this end, I have sought out the hosts of the Nameless Dead. Yes, you know the ones, Karina, Emily, and Katie. And I have them now trapped within the confines of my reasonably priced above ground pool. And there I will show them footage from a crime most strange and diabolical. A series of crimes that I have deep personal knowledge of, shall we say. (laughs) Will they put the pieces together in time? Can they pierce the exquisite conundrum that I have laid before them like a plate of sardines? Only time will tell. But what they don't know is that time is running out.
1: Holy shit, that's cold. Tell, telling you. Oh my god. Give it three minutes, you'll be fine. Sure. Okay? Is. I promise. Ah!
2: <laughs> oh. I even put my hand in it earlier. Oh.
1: oh my gosh, it feels like ice water. It feels like you ice. put ice in it.
2: Sure didn't. <laughs> this is some exquisite torture. Wow. Thanks. So opens with Bloody Face, attacking mm-hmm. the newlyweds. We're back in present day. We come to find out. There's lots of bloody faces.
1: A full attack. And then it looks like they get away.
2: They almost do.
1: They kill one of the bloody faces, the one that was attacking them. New husband has a resilient show of, of ambulatory saves efforts. Saves
2: his wife. Oh, he got no, stabbed no. way
1: too many times to now be going on the
2: Especially because he couldn't stand up and just his arms like right They kill a bloody face. It Mm -hmm. was about to be a
1: beautiful romantic story. Yeah. Yeah. They stabbed the shit out of him.
2: Two more bloody faces are married. There's more than one bloody face. Oh my (laughs) god.
1: Whoa. Are you fucking serious? This bloody face uses guns. And Mm -hmm. you
2: shoot them. With a with a gun. With Um, with cheating. It's so cheap. Then those two bloody faces take off their masks to reveal that they're just randos who have a fetish for killing people.
1: Homicidal maniac fetish circle up your two best buds tell them your murder fetish turns out they love murder too and y- you go get some some murder action. Well, I think history shows that that actually does kind of happen. <laughs> That's literally it. <laughs> they had like, some really good fake bloody face Yeah spot yeah. on guys. That's high quality production value. Yeah. Yeah, like a hundred year old. I, I kind of have to wonder like what their strategy was like how often do they come to this house, waiting for someone to break in, right? To try and scare them or murder them? Maybe they set up like nest cameras and they just watch to see when someone approaches. Look, it doesn't seem like these guys have thought no. this
2: out that much. No, they have not. I will not. say, like, having seen one season of the show, it's far more predictable. Now, now that it's like I know Yeah. What a good their tricks. Deal is. Mm. Okay. Yeah.
1: I hope the last episode of this season is better than the last
2: episode of last season, though. I just hope there's less homophobia and racism. Oh, Too no. late. Too late. Buckle up. Then enter the real Bloody Face, so we think. He's certainly not part of their gang.
1: Right, the real one would not be so... so mortal. But I think we're about to meet the real one. I think we Oh, Cut to... The 60s. We're back in the asylum.
2: Sister Mary Eunice has a
1: special mail delivery is for Sister lipstick. Jude.
2: Yes, she is looking um, fly. found attitude, gets the mail.
1: Where did this come from? That mailbox? <laughs> no, you Minnie. I mean, who brought it here?
2: The it. mailman. Oh my god, I love her so much. She's the best. <sighs> yep. And there's an old newspaper from when Sister Jude ran over a child. Mm-hmm. Saying that the
1: child hadn't been seen for eight days. Paper from
2: 1949. Sister Jude then begins asking everybody <laughs> if they're the ones that <laughs>
1: Accusing everybody. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Sister Mary Eunice tells Sister Jude that Dr. Arden is the one that gave her the lipstick to give to Sister Jude. Uh-huh. Which is called... Ravish Me
1: Red. Ravish Me Red. She said, he said you would understand. Which we, as viewers, believe was a reference to her lingerie. Lingerie.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Right, red and lingerie. her red dress
2: that she wears.
1: Obviously, Sister Mary Eunice has some demonic special powers. The handsome young doctor? Dr. Mm-hmm. Thredson. Yes, Dr. Thredson. Who, who's the hot doctor?
2: Dr. Thredson. hot.
1: He's cute! What do you want? No, he is! If you've got the choice of two doctors, I would definitely call Dr. Threadson the hot doctor. Primarily because he doesn't seem to be a psychopath. seems to be like one of the few decent humans who's not also a patient. After Sister Jude accuses him of planting the paper, he says that she can't keep using corporal punishment. Me? I'm a beacon of compassion. and she says, you have two weeks to be out of here. Mm-hmm. Get out. But she also mentions that there's a giant storm coming. a nor'easter, And she is trying to arrange a movie viewing for all of the patients. She has compassion.
2: Mm-hmm. See? She's allowing so, them a movie. So day. compassionate.
1: To keep them calm during the worst yes. of the storm. She sends Sister Mary Eunice, or somebody does, or maybe nobody does, to deliver this news and she delivers it in the worst possible way. Yes. There will be lots of sex and Christians dying.
2: <laughs> Don't get so, scared now.
1: Some of you will be too terrified to move. Some of you won't be able to stop moving.
2: <laughs> I love it. Thanks, sister. That didn't play out, did it? So then Lana talks to Dr. Fredson in the lounge? In sure.
1: The The Dominique room.
2: <laughs> there we go. Tells him that she has a friend on the outside that hasn't written to her, etc. Referring to
1: her wife, mm-hmm.
2: partner, and asks him to deliver a message so that she can straighten this all out.
1: Because last she knows, her partner betrayed her. He pretends to reject this proposition, but takes but, the note. Takes
2: Which, if um, someone was
1: just recording the audio of their conversation, it would be all above board. I'll find out. What ends up happening is he goes, we find out later, and tries to get in contact with her partner. Right. No one answers the phone. The door's unlocked, so he lets himself in. And the body isn't present in the house, but he does find some evidence. Some drops of blood in an open window. That looks as though she may have been murdered by Bloody Face. Mm -hmm. He goes to the cops to try to tell them, but they're focused on the case being closed. Right. They're like, and, nah, dude, Bloody Face done being caught. And Bloody Face being kit and already in custody. Lana is also not convinced by Dr. Thredson and his theories. He shows some doubts. Some doubts are successfully planted in her mind.
2: So before movie night, Sister Mary Eunice murders the patient known as the Mexican. Ugh. Oh, it's so problematic. Um, because the Mexican... She recognized her as a demon. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. She dumps her body outside that tunnel, and to feed her, the creatures, creatures.
1: Doctor Arden's creatures.
2: And then she goes to Doctor Arden and attempts to seduce him mm-hmm. or reveal herself as lustful to him. It's then, a
1: pretty heavy-handed attempt. Heavy-handed. Yeah.
2: Now she wants it. He calls her a whore. A, a whore and rejects her. Grace and Kit are plotting another escape. Specifically yes. during movie during night. Right. Shelly wants, wants in on it. Shelly wants in. Shelly
1: overhears while they're baking food. Now
2: everyone's
1: involved. No, mm-hmm. There's not that many people in <laughs> <laughs> Collective action. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, honestly, they got everyone on board. They probably have a hard Sister Jude, she gets a phone call that appears to be from
1: the girl she murdered. The girl she murdered. She, the m- girl she, she hid from. All
2: right, who hired this voice
1: actress? <sighs> I'm sorry. It's probably just Sister Mary Eunice yeah, on the, the other so end. While she's on the phone, she looks down and sees a pair of broken glasses, child's glasses, mm-hmm. sitting on her desk. And that communion wine that Sister Mary Eunice so conveniently left earlier in the day.
2: So she has no choice but to drink it. Oh no. oh no, the wine! Oh no! no.
1: That sexual caress of the wine—that's how alcoholics go back without looking. They're just like, it's like a oh no, my hand, hand found move. it. Oh, That's- she, she gets wasted. Sh- sh- sh-
2: wasted. She also before that confronts Dr. Arden. She thinks that he maybe planted the newspaper. She is. Vaguely confronting him about it, so he thinks she's talking about Sister Mary Eunice coming on. And her on come him. on. They're not really talking about the same Those thing. So she accused him. He said that Sister Mary Eunice came on him.
1: Sister Jude
2: does not believe this. She, she thinks he's making it up. And clearing is what
1: corrupted her. Yeah, there's definitely a communication problem because she opens by saying, Sister Mary Eunice told me everything, and uh-huh. he's thinking about the seduction, yes. and she's thinking about the lipstick, the lipstick. Which are related, but not the same tools of seduction.
2: And we find out he's going to spend the night because of the storm.
1: He's making his love nest that
2: Sister no. June puts yeah. in yeah. OK, yep, so movie night. <laughs> movie night, what this has all been building up to. Yep. Dr. Threadson sits next to Lana, tells her that he thinks her partner's been killed by bloody face. Lana then sees Kit and Grace sneak out. And decides to follow them. Yep, she
1: wants a piece of that.
2: Shelly also comes with.
1: Everyone tells the guard they need to go to the bathroom, and yes. he believes every everyone. One of everyone.
2: Them. It's really not appropriate for me to be seeing this, no, no, considering my condition. Sister Jude will understand.
1: Yeah, I'm too much of a lesbian for this movie. <laughs> I mean, one person used their lady troubles as an excuse, and like, what male can resist? They just crumble. They just crumble. Crumble at the mention.
2: Yep. They're escaping. We see Dr. Arden putting lipstick on a statue of the Virgin Mary. Yep. Don't do this. You don't want to
1: deface the Virgin mm-hmm. Mary. No, he does. He does. He yeah. well, wants her all to do. Can everyone just go to therapy, please? <laughs> Absolutely
2: not. He gives um, her two high nipples. Does he know where nipples go? I don't think he does and some blush and lipstick and some mm-hmm.
1: contouring
2: and he's calling her a whore. <laughs>
1: and then he pushes um, her over and breaks the yes. statue
2: then we see they're escaping shelly kit grace and Lana. Lana realizes that kit can't have been the killer because he was there the whole time while her partner was murdered so
1: she comes up and kind of surprises them there's still a lot of distrust though after oh, yes. what she did yeah she deserves all the distrust they yep. are throwing.
2: So there's a guard approaching. So Shelly says that she'll go distract him. Mm-hmm. She takes one for the team,
1: and she distracts him her. in the way that you would expect yes. Shelly to distract a man. Eh? She's a pro. Yeah, she's gonna seduce him. She Do not know what down. her superpower is. Uh huh. Props.
2: Kit, Gracie, and Lana make it to the tunnel. They're leaving, but meanwhile Shelly goes to leave her orderly and runs into Doctor Arden. He is not so easily distracted.
1: No, he is not.
2: He wants to have sex with her, he says, any port in a storm. He wants to rape her. He's not Mm -hmm. interested in consensual sex.
1: Because she makes it clear she is not into this.
2: Yes.
1: And wants to go back to the movie. She starts laughing at him because he is not particularly well endowed, and he knocks her out with a paperweight.
2: Kit, Gracie, and Lana make it outside and they are trying to find the road when they encounter the creatures mm-hmm. that appear to be very human, fast zombies. fast zombies. Instead of making it to the road, they turn around and go back inside the asylum. God damn they it. They see
1: a very bare looking skull, which they assume is the Mexican. It's for sure a skull.
2: I think we found the Mexican! Oh my god. Will everyone stop saying that! Could this
1: character not have had a name? Could she not? This is the first, the second minority character we've met, and she couldn't have a name. So they make it back to the movie before Sister Mary Eunice wakes up Sister Jude and tells her that some of the residents are missing.
2: And by some of the residents, they're thinking of Shelley, Uh the Mexican, and the pinhead. Which is? The small, bald woman.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, yes? With the little, the tiny little ponytail. Yeah. Because she went to the bathroom. But... You could see from the twinkle in her eye that she thought others are leaving. I will, too. Mm. We don't don't
2: know know exactly where she she ended up. Dr. Arden was putting together the chip that he pulled out of Kit. He
1: thought that agents had sent Kit to spy on him because his medical practice is so important. Egomaniacal? He started looking for another chip and instead of just feeling for it, he started stabbing him to try to figure out where it was. His theory is that this must be drawn to some metal in Kit's body. It's a magnet. But really, like, like what we know is, is alien technology. And we should mention that there were flashes, there were flashes of aliens. Yes. There were in
2: the asylum
1: that Sister Jude saw. Oh. Right. It was so unclear. They would just <sighs> flash an alien face in moments of action. Because there was one uh-huh. when they were escaping, and there was one when they were outside being chased by zombies. Right before the first zombie chase there was an alien it looks kind of like the Ood from Doctor Who yeah I can see that Sister Jude is awoken from her wine slumber Mm -hmm. told that there are issues
2: (laughs) (laughs) so she's told that there are three missing she turns off the movie and says there will never be another one
1: No one notices the soaking wet three attempted escapees.
2: (laughs) And then it cuts to, presumably later in the evening, the next day, I'm not sure, Dr. Arden and Shelly. And she's on his table, covered in a sheet. She Mm -hmm. says, let me go and I won't tell anybody. And he's like, oh.
1: It's far too late for that.
2: And he pulls a sheet off her legs as amputated. At the
1: knee. That's how the episode ends. Don't get why he did that. I could see him maybe do it like amputating her clitoris.
2: Yeah, like that was yeah. what I was no, expecting or like sewing it up.
1: But no, he just cut off her legs. Yeah, wow, you guys went straight to FGM, huh?
2: Well, because of the whole like it I get it, I get it. Thing. It <laughs> seemed in
1: character for
2: him. <laughs> <just laughs> yeah, didn't. the legs is so random. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The Nameless Dead would like to thank me, Matt Hardy, for trapping the hosts in his pool. (laughs) And to our producer, Derek Adams. If you liked this little experiment, tell your friends, follow The Nameless Dead on your favorite podcasting app, and check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash namelessdeadpodcast. And until
2: then... Happy Halloween.